for 12 years in uh, digitalized uh, uh, Bible translation work. While he is the leisure time, he also uh, used her leisure time to establish two fellowships in Kenya and also Uganda. And now it becomes a free China, Chinese church now. And in 2017, he was reti uh, retired from the mission field and joined the AGS. And now he is uh, lo looking after the ministry and also the mobilization. Uh, let's welcome Pastor, Pastor Dan. Good morning, church. Yeah, it's nice to be here yeah, to share the word of God uh, with you. This is my first time preaching without my real face. <laughs> yeah, so uneasy, but uh, I'll try. Okay, that's wonderful. Okay, firstly, I would like to extend the greetings from AGS, Alliance Global Surf. Yeah, actually, AGS was born in 2006. At that time, it was born by the 23 churches of CCNMA. So actually, AIC is our parent, one of our parents. So this is the time, this is the time that uh, we can work together and also share together about the great commission of God. Okay, just want to use the Philippians first, uh, one, six to share with you. And I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. So we are working together. Every day when we work, we also pray. We pray for each uh, the 23 churches one by one each day. So that means every month we remember you. We remember AIC particularly. Particularly we have Eric uh, being our wise chairperson in AGS. So we have a lot of different opportunities to work together. And also AGS probably is not, uh, uh, not quite won't be too uh, unfamiliar to, to you because uh, we have quite a lot of uh, different opportunities to work together, particularly you know Joyce and Andre. Yeah, they are serving in Congo. They are one of our 26 missionaries. What we call is international members, which means uh, missionaries. And also we are serving in 11 serv serving countries, working together with the Grace Commission work. So this is also a very wonderful situation that we partner together. Because of the time, probably I won't go into details about all kinds of work. Probably you know that uh, we work in different uh, continents, in Latin America, uh, in Africa, in Asia, Middle East, and also Europe. I heard that this is a multilingual uh, congregation. So probably a lot of you may speak different kinds of languages. So this is the kinds of work that we have been sharing and working uh, for overseas. Certainly Chinese is one of our target because AGS was born by those 23 churches and also Chinese is a very high ratio of us. So we serve Chinese. However, 70% of our Target and rich people groups, they are non-Chinese. 
and a lot of them, they are Muslims. And also, we have different kinds of overseas ministries, like uh, theological education, Bible translation, church planting, so and so. Quite a lot of different kinds of uh, ways yeah, to reach out to other kinds of peoples. So this is something that we can pray together, that we can share together to understand about what kinds of work that God has been doing for, with us. The end of this year, we'll have a very interesting activities. We call it 2020 Bikeathon. In Chinese, we call it Tai Gan Dan. This means we are biking to Thailand. We call Thai. And also Cambodia, Gan. Okay, with Dan Che. So we call it Thai Gan Dan. This is something that you may like to join us. If you don't like Biking, cycling, you may be a supporter. Like we have served different kinds of uh, supporting roles. We have, would like to enroll 80 cyclists and also 10 supporters. If you can't go really, really can't go over there, yeah, you can still pray for us or support us financially. And also uh, in March, we have our annual celebration. This is the uh, anniversary of our AGS, we call it Mission Celebration. So we gather together to celebrate what kinds of work that God has been doing around the world. This is something that we want to celebrate with you. So do join us in March, on March the 14th to work together. Okay, the topics that I'm going to share with you is the most valuable investment in life. Okay, we talk about investment. This is very secular, right? Okay, let's pray about that before we talk about secular things. Father God, we thank you for being who you are, and we thank you that you are the one that redeemed us from darkness into the light of this world. Father, we pray for our situation. We pray for the salvation that you have given yeah, to the whole world. However, a lot of people, they may not know about you. They may not heard about you. We pray that they will get salvation one day through our media, through our preaching, through our personal evangelism, through other ways of different kinds of ways to get to know you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, I want to share with you one passage from John 12. Shall we read this together? Jesus replied, The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Very truly, I tell you, unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains only a single seed. But if it dies, it produces many seeds. Okay, I have uh, several uh, passages. Yeah, probably we read it at the end, uh, I mean, uh, when we talk about it. Okay, let's talk about investment. About 40 years ago, I was an investment advisor uh, for a Japanese company yeah, for some times. Okay, we talk about investment. How many of you have investment? Raise up your hand. Okay, very good. A lot of you got investment. What kind of investment do you have? 
you invest in maybe security, right? Stock or real estate or gold or coins, right? Okay, a lot of different kinds of investment. When you do some investment, what kind of thing that you may consider about the investment? How to invest it, right? You may try to maximize the profits or minimize the risk or try to make it longer, right? If this is just temporary, if you can earn a lot of money this year, but next year you will lose it. So this is not useful. So something that you may think about it. So when, we were, when my family was serving in Africa, one time my parents-in-law, they were sick. And then so we flew back to Australia to see them. And then my wife asked me to give them a joy ride or take them to, 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 to see along the sea coast. So at that time, we went I drove them along the seacoast in Sydney, in New South Wales. Over there, my wife saw a, an advertisement. He asked me, hey, stop, stop, stop. Okay, look at this advertisement. It is very attractive. Okay, look at this. The view goes on forever, but the opportunity won't. They are selling houses. Right? Several houses over there. They have four houses with very good view. Okay. But I told my wife that actually this statement is just halfly true. Why? I told them that certainly the opportunity of buying these houses won't go on forever. Okay? However, the view in front of you may not go on forever. Do you believe that? A lot of different kinds of view may change. Like this, who have been to this place before? In Melbourne, somewhere, right? What's this name? Twelve Apostles, right? Okay. So at that time, the people said, you can see twelve Apostles. Those rock, they were standing on the sea, right? But nowadays, if you go there, you can't see twelve Apostles. Okay, because they collapsed one by one. So these are apostles. These are apostles. Okay, so the view may change. So this, is, this won't go on forever. Like here, we have a building here. Can this thing go on forever? No, right? It can't, right? These things can't go on forever. However, something here still can go on forever. What? What are these? What could go on forever? Eternity. Yes. What is eternal here? The Word of God. God promised us the Word of God won't be perished. So this would go on forever. And also our soul here. We got the redemption, right? It it won't finish. Okay, we have this in eternity. So that means if you invest something, not just invest in a particular period of time, but invest something that could go on forever. The Word of God and also the soul, 
the spirit. We have to save it, save the people's soul, so that they can go on forever. I believe this is the most valuable investment of our life. About 200 years ago, a British called William Carey. He's, he was a shoemaker. How many of you are shoemakers here? Okay, with the same professional. Actually, although he was a shoemaker, he had the heart to serve God. So he received some training and became a pastor. And he served the peoples in his community. However, he realized that the mission of God is for the whole world. So one time, at the pastoral meeting, he raised a question. He asked, he asked the chairman, do we have any responsibility to preach the gospel to the indigenous people? At that time, the chairperson was very angry about that. He said, young man, you sit down. If God has a plan to save those people, he will have a plan. You don't need to worry about that, and I don't need to worry about that either. So at that time, William Carey was very, very frustrated. So he formed the first mission society in the world called British Mission Society. And then he himself became the first missionary being sent to India to preach the gospel to those people. Although he was a shoemaker, a pastor, he became a missionary. And finally, he became a professor of linguistics and also professor of anthropologist. He preached the gospel along the coastline in India and translated the Bible to, for them. He had a very great motto called Expect great things from God. Attempt great things for God. He's telling something that attempting, right? This is expecting and attempting. It is something that by his own work, no, it's not only by himself. For I can do everything God asks me to do with the help of Christ who gives me the strength and power. I'm using the Living Bible, by, translated by Kenneth Taylor. It's telling something that we can do all things through Him who strengthens us, who gives us the power and energy. Although we are weak, we may not be able to do this. All vision, all mission sent by God are great things, are so difficult and so hard. However, God promised that He will do it with us together. So it's not by our strength or power. So we understand that this is something that God wants us to do. In Isaiah 49, so I'm going to continue with this passage. Listen to me, O coastlands, and give attention to peoples from afar. The Lord called me from the womb, from the body of my mother, he named my name. Listen to me, old coastland. Where are you now? You are in the coastland, right? One poor is in the coastland. 
So we have to listen it. You may tell me that, okay, no, I'm not actually living in Wampoa. I live in the north, in the northern district, which is far away from the coastland. But you belong to the category that you peoples from afar. You are not in the Middle East. You are not right there, right? The prophet is telling something that we may have to listen. Although this passage is mentioning about the Christ who will come, However, we try to understand that this is a message telling us about God's message by the prophet. The Lord called me from the womb, from the body of my mother. He named my name. All of us was in the womb of your mother before, right? Even those when I was delivered by my mother, my name was not given yet. So this is something that's strange, right? When the baby got delivered, even the parents may not know the name. However, the Lord called me from the womb, from the body of my mother. He named my name. Even though my parents didn't know my name, God has a plan for you. God understands you and knows you, and He called you by name. Even though some people, as particularly we Hong Kong people, may have uh, Christian names, right? Um, like my name is Lai Hing Kwong. When I got my ID card, I put my other name there called Lai Hing Kwong Daniel. If people just call me Daniel Lai, I know that he's calling me. However, at that time, a lot of people in Hong Kong called Daniel. So if you call Daniel, well, a lot of people may, may respond. Even Daniel Lai, a lot of people call Daniel Lai. And when I migrated to Australia, I signed my name Lai Hin Kwong Daniel, and the people said, no, 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 you are not Lai Hin Kwong Daniel. You are Daniel Hin Kwong Lai. So it looks different. However, God knows your name. Even though other people may call you by mistake, wrongly. However, God knows that this is you. So God has called you. And you understand that you have the relationship with God. One time, St. Anthony met a blind man. The blind man asked St. Anthony, he said, can there be anything worse than losing eyesight? I'm so poor. I lost my eyesight. Anything's worse than that. But St. Anthony said, yes. Losing your vision. If you lose your vision, actually this is worse than losing your eyesight because you have no direction to go. Even though you have life, but you don't know where to go and why you live for even though you may live eternally, however, you don't know. Okay, so this is something we also have to understand. Give your entire attention on what God is doing right now. This is a translation by Eugene Peterson, the message. People always say, well, seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. What does this mean? Eugene Peterson translated it quite 
vividly. Give your entire attention on what God is doing right now. It's something that we have to attend. We have to understand. Not just living here, but understand that God has a lot of plans around the world and entire attention to give it to them. And verse 2, He made my mouth like a sharp sword. In the shadow of His hand, He hit me. He made me a polished arrow in his quiver. He hid me away. It talks about two things. What are these? Source and arrow. Right. What is the relationship between these two things? They are weapons, right? Okay. They are weapons. If your people from afar, still far away, you may use arrow to shoot them or stop them to come in. However, if your enemy has come in front of you, suddenly you can't shoot them, right? It's too difficult and also it's impossible. And you may use the sword and also you have to take it out quickly so that you can stop it. Otherwise, you can't use it. If you see the movie, a lot of movies, the cartoons, the knights, right? They have very beautiful sword, long and smart, right? Carrying them at the back. It looks very smart. However, if the enemy suddenly comes in front of you, you can't take this out. Oh, this is too long. I can't take it out. And you can't say, tell the enemy, okay, please wait, wait, a mo- wait a second. Okay, let me untie it and then I take it out, okay? If you haven't used the sword for quite a long time, you couldn't take it out. Wow, this is so difficult. And even you take it out, oh, it's broken. How can I defend myself? Actually, God has given us these powerful weapons for us. The Word of God is double-edged sword so that you can use it. And also the power of prayer it's also so very important for us to use it so that we can use it in our life. This is something that we have to understand. We have to be equipped. Equip yourself. We can defend from Satan's arrow and also anywhere, anytime, near or from afar. We can use it. If you don't practice it, don't use it, it is useless. Even though you have those weapons, you have the Word of God, but you couldn't use it. Even though you know how to pray, but you didn't use it. So this is still useless. This is something that we have to understand. We have to equip ourselves. Verse 3, And he said to me, You are my servants, Israel, in whom I will be glorified. Certainly, you may have your own identities. You may not be Israelites. You may not be Israel. However, God, through the prophets, call us, you are my servants, Israel. Even though we are not Israel, God called us, we are his servant. And we can come into the house of Israel. We can become the new Israelite people. So we can do things through Him in whom 
I will be glorified. God wants to use you because He will glorify Himself through us. Although we cannot do that, we may not be able to do that. Actually, the power or the strength actually are from God. We are just like the moon. At night, it's dark. However, we can see the light from the moon. However, it is the light from the moon. Does the moon shine? Does it shine? No, it couldn't. The light, where does the light come from? It's come from the sun. If we move according to the orbit, according to this, the track, we can reflect the light of God so that we can shine. It is our light? No. This is from God. So this is something that God will use us to use us and give us the opportunity so that we can glorify Him. We are just the tool or the servant serving with God. And verse 5, And now the Lord says, He who formed me from the womb to be his servant, to bring Jacob back to him, and that Israel might be gathered to him. It talks about leading Jacob, leading Israel, gather together to him. When we were born in a certain country, or our kinsmen, our relation, our, our own identity, we have the responsibility to preach the gospel to our own kinsmen because we were born in this identity. So if you were Filipino, right? So you have the responsibility to preach the gospel to your Filipino mate. And also, if you're Chinese, if you're European, you're African, you have the responsibility to do this so that they can gather to him. If we look at this, we know that a lot of kinsmen that we have to do to work with, this looks like a big project. Like in the Philippines, the Filipinos, they have over 106.9 million people. The population is very high. And also they have 2.3 million overseas Filipino workers. Okay, they got different kinds of, of grace yeah, from the government because the government also look upon them because uh, you can earn some money back. So this is something that we can see. A lot of diff- a, a, a big population and also a lot of overseas workers. So when people go overseas, this is a good opportunity to bring the gospel to them. So we can use this and understand that. And the Philippines, this is the 13th most populated country in the world. And a lot of people there. And a lot of overseas workers. This is good opportunity to do this. If you look at this, it look at ourselves like I'm a Chinese. 
I myself have the responsibility to serve the Chinese, to bring them back to God, convert them and bring them to Christ. For the whole world, there are about 1.4 billion Chinese, mostly in mainland China. And in overseas, we have over 60 million overseas Chinese around the world. And in mainland China, they, have, they claim that they have about 15,000 Chinese churches in mainland China. And in overseas, they claim that they have about 10,000 overseas Chinese churches. It looks good. However, it's not enough. When we look at the population, it is so big. It looks so difficult. However, even though it is difficult, we understand this is our responsibility to bring our kinsmen back to him. And verse 6, he says, I skip this part, that you should be my servant to raise up the tribes of Jacob and to bring back the preserved of Israel. The previous passage, uh, uh, verse tells about that you bring them, gather them back to him, just like converting them, telling the gospel to them. But it is not finished. It is telling another project. Another project is to raise up. That means we don't expect those people just become a Christian, just being saved and full stop. We want them to revive. We want them, we want to raise them up so that we can make them disciples. And also, they can be Great Commission disciples. That means not just the Christian by himself, but the Christians with great commission, with a great mission. This is something that we need to revive. If we look at this, a lot of different situations that we have to consider. Back to the Philippines, by the fifth largest Christian country in the world. So some missiologists forecasting that in the future, some countries may pass, may, over, may, 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 may override the missionaries from America. Some people, some Christians may be from the south, from the east, to do a lot of Christian work. So we have to understand that we have the potential. However, we need to leave it to God. We have to bring our kinsmen back to Him and also have to make our kinsmen become a great commissioned disciples. However, He said, it is too light a thing to do this. God loves giving us a big project to us. We thought that Bringing our kins, making our, converting our kinsmen is a big project. God said, no, this is not yet. And we thought that we make our kinsmen become great commissioned disciples. God said, no, not yet. This is not yet the biggest project. It is too light a thing to do this. However, what is the big project? 
I will make you as a light for the nations, that my salvation may reach to the end of the earth. So God wants us not just looking or focusing on our own kinsmen. God wants us to be light for the nations, to let more people to know Him. When we know that, when we, according to the statistic, we thought that well, 1.4 billion of Chinese, it is the biggest unreached people's group. But according to the statistic, no, no, no. You are not right. Look at the Muslim. They have 1.8 billion. The unreached people's group. Look at the Hindus. They have 1 billion. And still a lot. The atheists, the Buddhists, traditional religion, the Sikhs, the Jews, and also the New Age religion. A lot, a lot. We have to equip ourselves. God has called you already. We need to prepare and equip ourselves so that we understand how to do this. You may ask, well, Daniel, you have told us a lot of different projects. So, what can we do? Frustrated? No. We have a lot of different ways to participate. Prayer is so important. So like, you can collect different kinds of prayer items. Like from the mission pathway, they divide. It, it is a quarterly uh, magazine. And you can also get it from, the, uh, on, from online. Uh, you understand that the whole world, they have a lot of several thousands of people's groups. It divides into different people's groups, and the people can use it to pray, to pray for different people's groups. That means each day you can pray for one different people's group. You can adopt them and continue to pray so that they got salvation. And besides prayer, you can, this mission pathway, you can also use the Operation World. This is also another good book. It divides the 200, over 200 nations into different, different a day. So that every day you can pray for them. Pray for one country. This book, once, uh, I mean, so sometimes before, before we went to Africa, became, became missionary, we used this book to pray before our meal. So every day we pray for a country. And even our children understand that we are going to Africa to help those people, particularly those children who have no Bible in their own language. This is something that we can do and pray for. And you can also adopt an international member or missionary or workers. Continue to pray for them. Like Joyce and Henry, keep praying for them. Like Jojo in Cambodia, Keep praying for them so that we are working together, participating in different kinds of things. And certainly, donation is also very welcome by faith. It doesn't mean you, use, you separate your tithing, you get some money from the tithing and, and divide it and then put it to the mission offerings. This is something by faith that you can use it. You can donate some money on top of your tithing. I very appreciate, right, like the envelopes yeah, that I see from the offering envelopes. You mentioned different kinds of ways that you can use 
and AGS is also one of the beneficiaries. So this is so wonderful. And finally, you can equip. You can equip yourself. You can know how to do different kinds of things, different kinds of work, so that the people can understand to use those evangelical tools so that the people can get the salvation easily. If you only have a limited time, limitation of time, you can use different ways to preach the gospel to them to understand that. And also, you can equip yourself by training, like the broadcasting course or corresponding course. And even nowadays, a lot of online Bible course, particularly in this situation, a lot of Bible seminary, they use, they're using online course instead of the lecture now. So you can consider this as well. And also participating in like uh, the Cambodia project that we are planting another school over there, establishing there. We have already established a primary school and kindergarten in Thailand, Cambodia already. However, through the seven, past seven years, we have graduate, graduates. However, not many of them could go to university because we have no high school for them. So we are trying to build another high school and vocation school over there and still a lot of different need over there. So the caring, focused, career-oriented and also community-based school over there. You can consider different kinds of ways. In summary, you can pray, donate, or equip yourself to go. No matter if long-term or short-term, or to serve locally or overseas. Finally, I would like to use the story of David and Svirfrat in conclusion. It talks about a missionary couple. It's over 100 years ago. So they are from Sweden. They went to Congo to serve in a village called Ndolera. Over there, they got difficulty because the chief of the village didn't allow them to go into the village. So they were allowed to live somewhere far away from the, from the village, about a mile away on the slope. They built a hut and they lived there. And the chief feel that even though I stopped them, couldn't come in here, he still could allow a boy to sell meat and eggs to them. So this is the only connection through the boy and then between the missionary couples and the, the, the village. And the missionary couples, they realize that this is the only hope that we could preach the Gospels to them through this boy. So they pray on earnestly that the boy could, good, could get salvation. And this boy got converted, accepted Christ. However, Svirfrat got planted, got planted, and then at that time, his, her body was very weak. And so she delivered a boy, a girl, they call, they call, her, call her Aina. And then, because 
severe flood was very weak. So she passed away 17 days after Anna was born. At that time, David was very angry. He was very angry, angry with God. He thought that God didn't care for him. So he went down to the mission station and then left Anna there. And then he took the eldest son, also called David, back to Sweden. He said, God didn't care for us. I didn't want to work with God. So he left. And finally, Anna was given to a missionary couple and then was brought to America. Was brought to America. And then at that time, Anna became a Christian and then became a pastor's wife. And then her, her husband served in a Bible college in, New, in Seattle. And then at that time, one time he received, she received a magazine. She couldn't read the contents. However, she realized that this is Swedish. And then she realized that her mother's name was printed there on a cross, on a grave, graveyard. And then he, she went to the school and then asked the people, what did this what, what, what did this tell? And then so finally he got the explanation. Because gospel came to this village through David and Svea Frat. And then at that time, there was no Christian. But the boy, but a boy, a young boy, became a Christian. And then he got the permission to preach the gospel to the, to the school. And then the whole school and even finally the chief and the whole village became Christian. They have over 600 people over there became Christian. It's very encouraging. And they feel very encouraging about this report. And finally, when they got their vocation, they went to Sweden. I mean, Aina and her husband went to Sweden to visit the the situation over there. And then she connected with her brother, David, but she, want to, she wanted to visit her father. But David told, told her that, okay, probably you can, but father, yeah, he left God already. And also he addicted a lot of alcohol. And also he got struck. He is in another apartment. Okay, so Anna went there. With David's advice, don't mention about God in front of him. Because when you mention about God, he will be very frustrated and also very angry. And then when Anna went into the apartment to visit David, he was lying on a bed. He was sick. God's joke. And there are lots of different uh, alcohol bottles over everywhere. And then, so they feel very frustrated about the situation. However, when Aina approached the father, he said, Papa. And David realized that Aina is coming. He cried. He said, Aina, I didn't mean to leave you in Africa. But God didn't care for us. And Anna told her that, 
Father, God looks after us. Even those you preach the gospel to a boy, just one boy, just a boy, he became Christian. And now, you see, your work in Africa is not in vain. A lot of people got saved. There are over 600 people got converted. And then finally, David feel the joy and then return to God. But the story didn't finish here. And so when they, when Anna got back to America, and then one time when they go to UK and then to attend a mission conference, they heard about a report of Congo. And, the, and, 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 a, and a man presented about the situation in Congo. A, boy, a, a man representing 11,000, oh, sorry, 110,000 believers from the congregations. So this is very encouraging report. And Aina went to see the presenter and talk about, do you know about Sviafrat? And then that man said, yes, he, she brought me to Christ. So he was the one, he was the boy that Sviafrat brought, brought him to Christ. So this is a wonderful story, even just one believer. We can understand that this is the power of God not by our work, but by the power of God. Let us pray. Father God, we thank you for your amazing work around the world. We know that you are the one that called us to serve you. We feel that your Holy Spirit has been telling us and inspiring us that we should serve you. Father, Help us so that we can respond and serve you. While, you are pray- while we are praying, I just want to ask a simple question. If you have never made a decision before of serving God as a missionary, but you feel that God is calling you and inspiring, the Holy Spirit has been inspiring you to move on to this direction. If you are the one, you may raise up your hand. We will pray for you. For those who would like to make a decision to dedicate yourself to serve God as a missionary, even though you may have a lot of concerns, you may not know where to go you may not know where to do, what to do. You may not know how to equip yourself. Even though you have a lot of questions, a lot of concern, God will take care of this. God just wants you to make a decision to go from this direction. Are there any peoples that you would like to serve God as a missionary in the future? You may just raise up your hand and we'll pray for you. Okay, I asked the last time if you would 
dedicate yourself to serve God in mission. As a missionary, just raise up your hand and we'll pray for you and God will take care of you and look after you. Okay, I saw you. Thanks, God. Any other? Thanks, God. I see. Any other? Thanks, God. Any other? Okay, let's pray. Father God, we give thanks to you because you are the one that has been connected with us. You give us the most valuable investment in our life by giving Jesus Christ to be our Savior. And we are so grateful for that. We thank you that we have two sisters. They respond to your call. would like to be your servant in mission, to serve as a missionary in the future. Father, we know that this is a long, maybe a long way. However, you are the one that guide them and protect them and make this happen. Father, we pray for them that they could follow your path. Give them the vision so that they can follow you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.